1: It is a podcast as contemplative as a Rod Serling story and as intentional as a Jordan Peele production. It is the middle ground between movies and television, between comedy and horror. And it lies between the pit of a man's expectations and the summit of his excitement. This is the dimension of discussion. It is an area which we call
0: Quality Check Podcast. Welcome back film fans to a brand new one of a kind episode of Quality Check. I am one of your hosts. My name is, you know what? This doesn't feel right. <laughs> well, come back film
1: and television fans to a brand new episode Of Quality Check Podcast, Twilight Zone Edition. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me in the fifth dimension, Drew Douglas. I didn't mention
0: TV fans. I knew something didn't feel right.
1: There was something off. That's why instead of hitting pause, you just rewound it.
0: We had to rewind, baby.
1: That's it. There's no sense in just like hitting any other button on that camcorder, but rewind. Oops, That's why I had to rewind that. No. Oh. So, if you fans have not heard already, we've had one episode so far of Quality Check Podcast, Twilight Zone edition, where we are talking about the brand new rebooted Twilight Zone series streaming on CBS All Access. That's right. Quality Check normally covers movies, but we're stepping into the fifth dimension. We are covering the third episode of the new Twilight Zone, Replay. And we will also touch on, toward the end of this podcast, any previous Twilight Zone episodes that compare and or are similar to this new episode. Why don't we get into Replay? I need you to know something, and I need your help. I don't expect you to believe me. I don't know if it's a problem with my mind or some kind of parallel universe... Cosmic I just need you to help me end it. Replay tells the story of a mother driving to drop her son off at college and discovers her old camcorder holds a magical power to rewind time while facing a menacing threat along the way. That sounds very Twilight Zone, right? Sounds...
0: Very Twilight Zone.
1: Dead on. Nailed it. So the stats for this episode, it was released on April 11th, 2019, written by Selwyn Seifu Hines. This is technically Selwyn's first film and show writing credit on IMDb. But Drew, you were talking about this before we started recording. He's actually written for several magazines and websites as well. Is that right?
0: Yep. Variety, The Village Voice. Stuff like that.
1: Now, have you read any of his stuff? I've never heard of him until today. Yeah, that's the same for myself until watching this episode. I was really curious, and whenever I jumped on IMDb, I was kind of surprised to see that. Now directing replay is Gerard McMurray. Gerard directed The First Purge. Also, Burning Sands. It's a Netflix film. And... Gerard also worked with Coogler on his first film, Fruitful Station. Also on deck for acting, we've got Sana Lathan playing Nina Harrison. Now, Sana was in a very underrated Denzel Washington film, I felt like, called Out of Time. And you may recognize her not by her appearances, but by her voice. She has appeared on Family Guy for several years now. Playing her son in this is Damson Idris, who is Dorian Harrison, and he is in the new FX TV series Snowfall. Then we also have Glenn Fleshler playing Officer Lasky, and Fleshler is to me best known for his appearance in True Detective, and he's also been in Barry Billions and High Flying Bird, the new Steven Soderbergh film on Netflix. So I'm very unfamiliar with these actors. I don't have a lot to say about them. But we do have a lot to say about this episode. Let's start with Replay Is, in which we will fill in the blank. I feel like Replay Is, a step in the right direction for the new Twilight Zone series.
0: That's interesting, because I have the complete opposite. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I wrote, uh, Replay Is, a modern slice of classic Twilight Zone.
1: I love that. So fans out there, just a heads up, we're really going to dive deep into the spoilers at this point. So beware of that. Go watch the episode, come back, listen to it, and join in on the discussion. Let's now get into the overall grade. I have to give this, I'm shooting high. This just seems like it has classic Serling with a modern twist and take on it, my overall grade, For replay is an A-.
0: Woo! That's high.
1: That's very high. And I've been thinking all day about it. As soon as I turned it off, I thought I'm going B+. But I just, I got to give it an A-. I'm
0: going B+. Woo! My complaints with this are kind of negated by what the writer was intending. Okay. Because I went back and read a little bit about what sparked um, Heinz to write the script that he wrote. And... The complaint that I had throughout this entire episode was basically explained. So what, are there, wh- what did you love about it? You, you gave it a higher rating than I. I'll say B for me. That's a little higher than I wanted to go. The
1: one thing I will say is that it hit hard on the social issues and social commentary that Serling had in classic Twilight Zone episodes. A lot of the episodes that we know and love dealt heavy with that. This at times was very, not just to the point, but it it almost felt heavy handed at times. And I can't determine if that was a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just so used to seeing the Twilight Zone episodes that we have 22 minutes to get this point across. And there are a lot of ambiguous ideas. And it's kind of left up to you to determine, so is this what the writers meant? Is this the direction that they wanted to take? And it really puts the viewers in that seat. This, you know, that this is where the writers really wanted us to live. And I really liked that. But it was just a departure from the Twilight Zone series. But it felt so Twilight Zone series. Like this was definitely the one episode that I thought, okay, we are going in a direction where we're telling a story that even though we've seen things similar to this it is a modern story something that is very timely but it really takes us somewhere that i feel like the older twilight zone series couldn't take us and i i just felt like that that's why i'm giving it such a high grade and in addition to that we end up having some of those nice callbacks to twilight zone And we have a nice, solid footing in the Twilight Zone. Things that just make it what it is.
0: Yeah, you bring up the heavy handedness of it. And I felt that too. But going by what um, the person who, Hines, who wrote the screenplay, he says that was intentional. That was taking a sledgehammer to basically something that the nation, he feels, is ignoring at this point. It's happening so frequently, which is... Uh, People of color basically being shot by police officers. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote in my my notes, too, that in a lot of ways, Replay feels like the first true Twilight Zone that we've gotten of these three. It's a fantasy story that feels really, it's actually, it's real. And uh, as we mentioned, Seifu Hines wrote the script he said he was inspired by the feeling he would get when he would turn on the news and see the same thing happening to different people. And he said it felt like watching you know, watching it gave him the feeling of time being rewound again and again. And that inspired him to write this. And I think with The Comedian, they were trying to say something socially as well. It just didn't work because that episode sucks.
1: And that was just way too long. It sucks. I now want to get into something that is a staple of the Twilight Zone, the intro, setting up how the story is told from the narrator's point of view. And Peel, once again, appears in the diner that we first meet, Nina and her son, and they're traveling, going to college. But we meet those two characters, and the stage is set where we see the camera and the power that it holds to rewind
0: time. Then we get the narrator. Tell me if you like this one. Presenting Nina Harrison, a woman who left her past behind to provide a better future for her son. Today, however, she will have no choice but to revisit history again and again on a fateful drive through the perilous highways of the Twilight Zone. Actually, yeah, I really liked it. Love his introduction in this, the way we slowly pan... Across, actually, it was a little push mm-hmm. toward uh, the narrator as he sits in a booth in this diner, and he's just like two booths
1: away from Nina and her son, watching it all unfold. And he's reading a paper. Oh yeah, good Easter egg. I don't know what it means at this point. I think it's a we're, push, a tease to a future. Yeah, we planting zone
0: the seeds of something exciting. I think
1: the narrator in the beginning for this with Peel, I love that he's not only setting the stage for this, but also. For what's to come in terms of what's on the front page of that paper. I hope so.
0: We'll get into this a little bit. But that got us excited.
1: The other thing that I really liked about it, it's less than four minutes into this story, we see Peel. I like keeping it short. I do like the cold open. It's growing on me a little bit. Having this introduction to whatever story and the characters we're going to spend the next 60 minutes or less with and i really like that but i still love the narrator aspect so i'm i'm glad we're getting to him faster
0: i like i feel like they're figuring out that we need to set up the story within 4 minutes the other which thing which the comedian did in like 10 mm-hmm. it takes too long to set the story up and this one is real quick i think of the narrators this is the best one by far i'm mean, mm-hmm. i'm starting to fall into um peel's portrayal of the narrator and understand it a little more where the first time it felt a little too um, like he was winking too much at Mm -hmm. Serling and this one feels more natural. So maybe that's why we're doing it in this order that we're getting it because we're starting to figure out or they are starting to figure out how this show is working. I agree. And it also
1: feels like we're or the writers are starting to find their footing for how this Twilight Zone series is supposed to exist and also coexist in a world where we've got Black Mirror and which – the writers and creators of the Twilight Zone. is like, we don't want to touch technology. We want Black Mirror to do their thing, cover technology. We're going to do everything else other than that. Let's now talk about the story as well. We've got a mother driving her son through this dangerous country, and they're being stalked by a racist cop, a state trooper, who won't let them escape. We end up having basically the son say, hey, Fate is basically already laid out in our to our feet. We can't change what will happen. But Nina with his camera tries to change the fact that they're being almost hunted by this malevolent police officer. And what's even worse is racism.
0: I don't know if it's something we haven't seen before. That's one of my gripes is I feel like. I like that they're telling a morality tale. I like that we're getting into this social storytelling that Sterling did. But I feel like I've seen this before. And then I go back and I read what Heinz says about turning the TV on and feeling like he's watching the same thing over and over again. And I think that's actually the point. So I ended up really – I think the story is good in general. And that issue that I had is kind of put at ease because I think that's the point, right? Yeah is that we're, he, everyone's seeing the same thing happening over and over again. And uh, it's familiar, and maybe that's why we are starting to kind of, I mean, a lot of people are, we see it and we're like, well, it's, it's just happened again. Sure. And that's really what this uh, is saying over and over again. It's just it, it keeps happening, and by the end of this, we don't know, there's really no way to end it it's
1: almost a continuation, this ambiguous idea that no matter what magical power you have, you can't escape it. And we're left with that very ominous tone that the Twilight Zone is known for. But at the same time, we're given this glimpse into what it could be. And as Nina said, this idea of maybe we're living in a parallel timeline or multiple parallel timelines that just seem to diverge and it happens to continue to dead end into this one road that we can't ever escape. I was really worried we'd go down this path of we have this camera, we're going to use this to some material use in terms of we're going to get rich off of it, we're going to use this camera to you know, make these guesses that maybe we'll get a better job or whatever. But instead, Nina was using it for love to keep her son safe and to more or less try to preserve his future and try to escape this this evil. I love that idea and that we didn't go down this path in which there's another episode very, very similar to this. We'll talk about at the end of the episode.
0: One thing about the plot I like, going back to that real quick, is if you're in a Groundhog Day situation or in this situation where you can rewind time, what do you do different? Because in this, she's haunted by this, or they are haunted by this racist cop who is persistently chasing them, no matter what they do. They act kind, and he still does it. They get angry. He gets more violent. But the situation always stays the same. I like the idea that, no, just the idea that it raises of um, that they tr- uh, that she tries different methods to end this, and it doesn't ever stop. Did you? We'll get into the ending, but what? One other thing I like too. Sorry, is the is the vibes it gives off? It's uh, it follows. It's got the, oh. the Spielberg duel vibe where they're just constantly being harassed by something
1: the dual vibe for sure it's basically someone on the open road and no matter what they do no no matter how many miles they put between this themselves and whatever's chasing them they can't ever escape it so you were talking about the different ways that she was trying to escape i thought one would you try to kill that guy
0: i was just gonna ask you that
1: Honestly, I would be very tempted to, like, poison his coffee or something like that.
0: What would have happened? Give him I, X-Lax. I think at one point she waits until he um, leaves, and then they leave. What happens if you just stayed at the diner all day?
1: I wonder if he would come back in and say something about their car, because remember he... Oh, would, that's true. He, he left and came back in. And I don't get what that is, but that was never explained. It's like he's was-
0: just assuming that because she's an African American, she can't have a nice car. I, that's how okay. I took it. Was like prove that this is yours, because I just don't believe it. Did you at any point? I think it's chilling because the officer officer is so persistent, and we don't know his motivations, why he is the way he is, and why he's doing this. Mm-hmm. At any point, did you wish that you knew a little more about the officer and why he was doing this, or is that would that take away from? What this episode is trying to say. You know,
1: at a time, at times I felt like I wanted to because there was so much about him that came off robotic that he was working not as a human, but just like following orders. Yeah,
0: he was programmed to do this. Yeah. He's like T1000 or something. That's
1: honestly how it felt. And I kept thinking, okay, well, whenever Nina sat down with him and she was talking with him, we're going to get a glimpse into him, like his heart. And we did. A little bit. But then all of a sudden, he walks away and he comes back. And then as he's going up to Nina, he's turned back into the T-1000 where he's emotionless.
0: I think he's like a racist person that he's the racist T-1000 that you get to know somebody of color and you start realizing, oh, they're just a person like I am. And you let your guard down and then... That you somehow, you build that back up like, oh, no, I can't like you because you're black. Right. is kind of the idea, I think.
1: I think there's one clear motivation that he's powered by. And that's the motivation that we keep seeing over and over and over again. Would
0: Terminator 2 be better if T-1000 was racist? Or if it was Officer Lasky instead <laughs> of... He's the only person in this cast, by the way, that I recognized.
1: Yeah, I... Even him, I didn't realize that he was in True Detective season one until researching that. I'm like, yeah. oh
0: yeah. I couldn't tell you what his name was while watching it, but I was I recognized him. Did also
1: him eating the apple pie make you never want to eat
0: an apple pie again? I'm not going to let apple pie be ruined by a racist. <laughs> a racist. He was just chowing down. And and she paid for it. She and he paid for it. gladly accepted it. And then he immediately went back to being a racist. See, here's my other question.
1: And this is one of the negatives. But it has to do with the story and kind of the mechanics of it. Does this camera have any other power but to rewind? We don't see that. We don't see that. She's able to press pause, and it works like the movie Click, where she's able to control yeah, life. Yeah, she
0: can do. My big question, I don't know about that. My big question was if the if her son rewinds, does it do the same thing, or does it only work for her? Interesting. Because yeah. she, the idea too is that she keep, she's on she's taking her son to college, and where she grew up is along the way, and she and her son programs um his uncle's house into the gps the car gps and she's like no take the, we're not doing that we're not going back home i don't want I, I escaped i had to get out of there i felt unsafe basically because of the because of the violence that they grew up around mm-hmm. and the idea is to escape from this racist cop they she has to go back home but i feel like that never paid off she gets back home, reunites with her brother, and within five minutes, the episode has ended and they've, um, quote unquote, solved the problem until the final frames where it jumps ahead. I felt like it, other than the the classic Twilight Zone twist ending, it was, everything was wrapped up too neatly. It was rushed, I felt. Yeah, because you rush it in the final three minutes where they're able to successfully get to the college right when the officer comes And he makes a big stink, and everyone pulls their phone out at this uh, historically black college, and they start filming the officers as they have their guns drawn, and that's how they are able to solve the situation. And then we jump forward in probably 10 years maybe. 10 years, yeah. And we'll get to the ending in a little bit, the twist. But I did feel like it was rushed. That was probably my biggest gripe. is she goes home, but I don't understand what the point of going home was.
1: Sure. There
0: was no real reason why, like how that really played in effect, played into the final sure. outcome. I don't know. I didn't get it. I think it was
1: also to give this idea of she ended up escaping from this community and we see her brother and the life that he's been living and we see his house and the Black Lives Matter poster and then the his explanation and to the other violence like you were saying what's happened there not only what she's escaped but what he's had to endure and live through we get kind of the backstory, but at the same time there is kind of this moment where it's starting to fall apart a little bit the story because not only is it being rushed but it's this to me as a viewer i was wondering well why what's going on here i'm confused how is it that she can't just like rush to the university or drive through this town and take a different path where the state trooper won't be because he's not going to be patrolling this city or going through this city. He'll be on the main highways that they'll avoid him.
0: Yeah. it's an, It feels like an unnecessary detour. Yeah. And that I was a little bothered by. Well, we go back to the runtime. The 45 minutes for me flew by mm-hmm. and I made it, it just my... After complaining about the comedian, and I think even with the last episode I checked, and that one was shorter than this one, but I intentionally was like, I'm not going to look at the time, I'm going to let it play out, and it went by fast. But this one feels like it's in desperate need of another five to ten minutes to flesh out the home story, or just cut it out.
1: I was going to say I've got an idea for how it could have ended that would have wrapped it up but you end up cutting the time down. And I was never looking at the clock for this. It did not seem like it was a long episode by any means. It, I feel like, suffered from this almost over-explanation, and I feel like that's what we got into with the backstory of her family. I like keeping the beginning, her telling her son what it was like at home, but not really seeing that. And maybe we get a phone call with her brother something
0: that it is a condensed, I don't even know if we need that. I just don't think you need it because her relationship with her brother doesn't add anything to it. Because I didn't feel like they are on the outs, I guess, where they're not speaking regularly, but it never felt like she had an issue with him over what happened. Right. He chose to stay. She left and kind of made something of herself. But he's not living in destitute. He's just not at all. He yeah. was somebody that was like I ha- I'm staying here. This is my home no matter what. The good and the bad, this is it. Yeah, it's just doesn't it doesn't play out well, I think at the end of this. It's too rushed, it's too neatly tied up, which goes against basically everything in the f- the most of the episode, which is like you can't escape this. This is just how society is. Do you want to talk about the ending
1: more and dive into that now? Yeah, let's do it. Because my solution, like I was saying, is what if you cut out her brother and instead of jumping ahead 10 years from now, in which the ending of this episode focuses on Nina and her son who has a daughter at that point in time.
0: Named Trinity. There's a lot of Matrix references because <laughs> at one point she's like, this is like some Matrix stuff.
1: We we jump in time and then the mother Nina is sitting on a couch and she's recording her son and granddaughter playing. And you can still see that she's attached to this camcorder. She's not wanting to let it go. She...
0: Well, I would... How often is she doing this in this 10-year span? Is she constantly doing it? Does my, the son know about this?
1: I, I would assume from how it appears that she's been doing it regularly, but it's almost like the strain that the timeline of her getting her son to college has put on all of those timelines leading to that moment. Because the reason why I say that is we see them together for a little while. Then the son says, mom, I'm going to leave. But as he's getting ready to leave, the granddaughter picks up the camera and drops it. And it breaks as it breaks. The son walks out of the house. He's leaving. And then, it cuts to black. We hear police sirens, a classic Twilight
0: Zone ending. We where... We see the sirens bouncing off her face too. The colors, f- f- circling her. So in in this case, it's not necessarily
1: that we assume it's Officer Officer Lasky, but it's just some other. <laughs>
0: what if it was? He was still on the <laughs> job. They're like, "You should have retired six years ago." He's like, "I can't. I have to find this woman and her child. I'm obsessed.
1: I, I can't stop until it's done." Two months. They're thousand. like.
0: Okay, you got it.
1: Officer Lasky, you should have died of a heart attack with all of those apple pies that you've eaten, but no, nope, you're still going.
0: How come every officer always looks out of shape, too?
1: I and I think it's because they keep going back to the same cafe that's just loaded with sugar and carbs.
0: What's it I just I going back to would you kill the cop? If you know if you know you can rewind? Yeah. And it's worked multiple times and you're not did, did the son ever – she explains this to the son and her uh, brother and they're like, we believe you. I believe you. Which I wouldn't – did they – would you remember that if I, re, if I had to rewind, rewind? That's a good question. I would
1: assume so since they did but you would only rewind up to a certain time period.
0: Yeah, because if you we went too far back, you would go back to where, oh, I don't know what you're talking about anymore because you went back too far.
1: And with this camera also getting older, there are going to be some defects with it. So what if it just stayed and Rewind and it went all the way to her birth oh, and it just stopped?
0: Ooh, <laughs> It brings a lot of questions of, yeah, she really guards it. She secures it. And then Trinity, the little girl, ends up dropping it, smashing it. Is that, when that thing is destroyed, the camera, is that what basically breaks the tether between her and the safe life that she's been living?
1: Yeah, And the other question, though, that I have is like what I said in terms of it being strained. These parallel timelines are just getting closer and closer that she can't go like two minutes before she's got to rewind this because they're getting pulled over or cops harassing them or something like that. Is it getting so intense that she's got to rewind that so frequently?
0: I think it's like the more you do it, the worse it gets.
1: That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. And so we're left with that idea If her son ultimately dies in one of those realities, does he die? I mean, he already died once. Exactly. (laughs) So, in speaking of that's got to be crazy intense. I'm surprised she didn't rewind sooner than that, rather than go through and sit sit at the morgue. Yeah, at
0: one point the, the when things really escalate, the son is shot to death. And she ends up going to the morgue and seeing his dead body. I'm like, why did you not do this a lot earlier? And she says. Because you freak freak out instantly and and then it would be like, oh, you know what? I can just rewind this. It's going to be okay. That'd have to take a huge emotional toll on you physically too. If you're having to constantly rewind time to be happy, it's going to ruin your life. I thought it was interesting and weird too. We never see the son's wife. Not that she can fit into this story, but it's always the mom and her son. And then we gradually bring in a young daughter. And it's like she didn't want anybody else in their life but the three of them.
1: Or do you think it was a lot like her life where we don't know what happened to the husband, her husband. Yeah, we don't
0: know what happened to her husband. And maybe his wife died. Sure. I got the feeling he was a single father. And I know that's weird because we only see him with his daughter for two minutes. But I feel like there was a backstory that we just didn't know.
1: Yeah, and that's... Another thing that I feel like diving into these, having these expanded episodes, it's almost like we need to make them longer, almost like a full film length, or we end up cutting it down more. And that's where I feel like if we ended up cutting basically to the mother trying to get her son to college, and during that we end with her recording, and then the officer leaves, maybe she breaks the camera at that moment. Or yeah, herself or maybe it's by accident or something, because that'd be a twilight zone ending where she breaks it by accident and then she gets pulled over something to that nature, because we're already yeah. ending that way and yeah
0: she's i I feel like she should have been the one that accidentally break it, not the kid
1: because she's guarding that so safely that she's trying to make sure she's the one preventing any negative thing from happening
0: we really learned two things because the son is leaving to go get ice cream so number one don't eat ice cream that's what we learned just stay at home and number two don't give expensive technology to little kids because they're going to break it
1: especially if it says whipple on it
0: i know this has a lot of social storytelling in it about real life stuff that's happening in life but i think those two things are what they're really getting at really the ice cream thing i think is the most important thing
1: what is another twist that we don't realize is that they're adding ice cream to apple pie
0: i think the biggest twist too is that the son finds out he has diabetes
1: and it's all because (laughs) it goes back to the diner and he's had too much
0: apple pie because his mom couldn't finish it i just got questions too like we go, we span ahead 10 years. If I rewind back to the diner, did my body physically age that much? Oh. Am I still, no matter what, moving forward? Or am I de-aging? Am I setting up a different timeline every time? There's a lot of unanswered questions, which is not, like, they didn't make this episode to create all these weird fringe-type episodes. But the more I thought about it, the more I kind of wondered the the abilities of this uh camcorder where did the camcorder come from they said they had had it s- yeah since
1: they were kids it's just it's just one that nina's had and you know what'd be interesting if they led with this episode and because of her rewinding led to all of those events happening in the twilight zone series
0: i almost think a, a, a really crazy ending would be they they get to the point that they end with where their life is great And then we accidentally rewind, and that's when the camera breaks. So you have that entire life that you lived. That's fantastic. Yeah. And you lose it all.
1: The great thing about Twilight Zone is that you can end up coming up with so many different options for it. I mean, that would
0: be grim, but I love it. I mean, most of the Twilight Zone endings are grim. I think it's better than this one, personally. Yeah, so, all right. Speaking of the ending, how did you like it? I liked it. Heinz says, let me read a quote. These are two quotes that he wrote, that he said about the ending. He said, there are some monsters that go from awake to semi-dormant, but we don't have the power to slay them right away. There is no easy magical escape. So that was the idea that we think the ending is good. We think it's a happy ending. The camera breaks, the cops come, and we know something bad is going to happen. And... Again, those 10 years seems to have been very good for the family. Nothing tragic that we know of seems to be they're doing all right. Sure. And then we know that it can't end that way. And that's basically what Heinz says. I actually
1: really like that explanation from Heinz in terms of how we have this beast that is lurking.
0: Oh, man, I like my ending.
1: I mean that's good too. The thing is with this story though, the way that it's set up, there are so many different directions that it can go. I love that with any classic Twilight Zone episode, it
0: leaves you thinking about the what ifs. Did you see about time the Richard oh, I, Curtis movie? I love it. So good, but that that movie has that point a a scene where something bad happens and in that movie they have the ability to go back in time. And they have to make a decision, do I want to go back in time where I would lose the birth of my kids, etc. or am I just going to have to buckle down and deal with this tragedy that's happened to me? And I like that idea. So I'm going to actually rewrite this script. Oh. I'm going to send it to Jordan Peele. I'm going to see if we can get this remade. By Richard Curtis. By, no, I'm going to do everything. Ooh. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. We really only need to reshoot the last like two minutes.
1: <laughs> that should be the opening for season two. So one thing that Nina mentioned to her son in the diner at the very beginning, she said, you should become or you will become the next Ryan Coogler. Love it. Now, that is pretty interesting. Do you think
0: that he became a Ryan
1: Coogler? Judging
0: from the house they were living in, I think they're doing okay. And with his daughter. I'm, I'm so would, fascinated now. It would have been so good if in the background there was a poster for, like, Black Panther 3. <laughs> and it was, like, Wakanda's been overrun by someone. <laughs> and it was, like, the franchise had just spiraled out of control. I guess in 10 years it would be, like, Black Panther 6. 12. And it would be, like, Wakanda in space or something. You know,
1: as much as what I was saying about the ending and talking about the alternatives, I really like this ending nonetheless I thought it was great.
0: It's vintage. It is. Everything about this feels like vintage, modern Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. And that's the best compliment I can give
1: it. One of the few things I read right after watching this episode is a critic said Rod Serling would be damn
0: proud. I you, think so, yeah.
1: of this. I think this would be the episode Rod Serling would look upon and say, yeah, I approve. It's, that's exactly what I'm going It very much for.
0: feels like something that he would have tackled. If he were given the chance.
1: And the thing, too, that I love is that the original Twilight Zones had to be ambiguous because it could not approach these subjects head on. Whereas this is just so pointed. I also really like that. It's so brave in that term of just simply going forward instead of having to kind of dress this up and make it look something totally different.
0: Now you're able to tell the story.
1: Yeah. What about Jordan Peele as the narrator giving us the concluding thoughts on Nina and her story?
0: Tell me if you like this. Okay. Nina Harrison found that only by embracing her past could she protect her son's future. And it was love, not magic, that kept evil at bay. But for some evils, there are no magical permanent solutions, and the future remains uncertain even here. In the Twilight Zone.
1: I actually go with the high love set.
0: I love it. Yeah. I think we've re- I think they really nailed the narrator in this one.
1: Yeah. And I think going back to what we said at the beginning of this podcast episode, I think that they're starting to find the footing of the stories that they're te- wanting to tell. And also with the narrator and how to include him. One interesting thing. Jordan Peele does not appear on camera. It's just
0: a voiceover. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how they were going to do it, and I'm wondering if some of these intros at some point were not going to see him. I I bet, yeah, I could see that. Can I say a random note? What's that? Uh, Ryder Hines says, Peel was pretty hands-off with the story, but he made one suggestion that elevated the content from decent to something very special. What's that? And the problem is he won't say what it is. What? <laughs> Good
1: grief. <laughs> what
0: do you think it is?
1: Oh, it's got to be... What could I wonder, it be? I wonder if it's the ending. Do you think that it is? I don't is? think
0: that makes it special, though. That's what I'm – like, there's it, nothing in here that stands out.
1: As in what? As in, oh, mm. this
0: elevates the material. Because I think just you and I talking, I think we came up with an ending that is better.
1: I, I seriously wonder if it was the outro then. I as, and,
0: But I think the ending could be it because that's very much of a get out type ending. yeah. Like, it feels like Get Out in a lot of ways, but Get Out is, hap- is quote-unquote happy. Right, yeah. That's, that one is actually a satisfactory, they win in the end, mm-hmm. or he wins in the end. So that, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting that he will not say. I, I hope he eventually opens up because now it's That's like. That's the Twilight Zone twist right there. It's like, I'm going to set this up. I want to know. I saw the excitement on your face. And, yes. Uh, I know you feel let down at this point.
1: I was on pins and needles, literally, waiting for that response. How about covering favorite part, least favorite
0: part? My favorite part. Hmm. I always kind of like when characters stumble upon whatever there is, you know, with the Camille, the comedian episode, is the realization of what's happening. So I'll say kind of the opening in this is when um, she accidentally rewinds the camera and rewinds time, and it's the realization of oh, she discovers that something weird is happening.
1: What do you think about her kinda of like jolting back and she's coming to almost like
0: very final destination. yeah, it did feel like that where you're you're physically getting um it's taking a toll on you physically. That's why I kind of wondered if this is hurting your. Over time, this is really hurting her body.
1: It's really starting to have an impact on their mental being and also physical appearance. Yeah, I, I could see that. My favorite part was the overall story, just telling it the way that Hines did. I really like that. And like you said, it was like a vintage Twilight Zone episode through and through.
0: Why didn't I say that? I always say it and then you say something and I'm like, yeah, why didn't I just say that? Vintage Twilight Zone feeling. That's my favorite part. that That's my favorite. Is that I know we can do a modern version and have it still feel like the old ones.
1: You had mentioned about the cursing as well that this
0: did happen a little bit. Again, the one that didn't overuse it. We just like to say in Entertainment Weekly, there's a write-up on Twilight Zone when this first premiered weeks ago. And they spoke with Simon Kinberg who said... Um, the language is intentional. They want it to feel modern the way actual, you know, people talk right now in 2019. So from this point on, I'm going to really try to avoid complaining about that. (laughs) And I really haven't with the last two episodes. Sure. Because they felt natural. I would agree with that. Um, But so that is interesting that it is, everything that they are doing is intentional to feel modern. And they also mentioned, I think you mentioned this earlier that, Unlike Black Mirror, they will not tackle technology as the crux of the story. Technology can get out. There's too much happening in our imaginations that stretches beyond technology in the stories that they can tell. I love that aspect. I love that too. It's like you can have your cake and eat it too. If you want Black Mirror, have it a little ice cream with it.
1: Sometimes it's Twilight Zone. Sometimes Twilight Zone's the cake and Black Mirror is the icing and then sometimes it's the other way around so what's your least favorite thing
0: two things uh the ending tied up a little too nicely for me i don't like the brother aspect it just doesn't add anything and then i'm a blueberry pie guy oh so i would have asked for that instead of apple pie not that i dislike apple pie tastes great i just would have asked the um officer to give me if you would like to sit down and have a little <laughs> blueberry pie with me.
1: You unless you were it was like roles reversed and someone's like, I'll get you apple pie. You're like, nah, how about blueberry pie?
0: What if that's all she needed to do? And then he was like, I love blueberry pie. That's my favorite <laughs> thing on earth. And then he leaves and she never sees him again. Changed his mind forever.
1: I love it. So we've never discussed this, but pie or cake, which
0: one do you like better? Ooh. It's kind of tough. Cake I like, but it's sweet. I can't eat a lot of it or I feel like I'm going to (laughs) vomit. I would probably say pie, but I'm not a huge pie guy either.
1: Yeah, I rarely have pie.
0: I'm not the pie guy.
1: I'd I'd go with cake, but like you said, I just can only have like two scoops.
0: I would say, "Mm, this is tough though, because I do like, I like frosting. I mean, I try to avoid both because we're just a couple of buff dudes and we we really don't have... Any room in our um, body for cake and pie. No, we don't have any space. I guess to be different, I'll say pie. I love blueberry pie. Ooh, it is good. There, and then, you know, it's like they say in American Pie. <laughs> <don't>, never mind. <laughs> I was going to make right. a sexual gag Ooh. about humping a pie. Well, did I, you ever try that after seeing that movie, by the way? No, but I did the call me by your name gag. Ooh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh. So beware of going to the produce aisle <laughs> Don't after eat this. those peaches. So my least favorite thing about this episode has to be it gets a little clunky once we get to her home. And we are introduced to the brother. And I, I, you know, I liked it, but it felt like that needed to be a little more flushed out. We just needed to spend a little more time. Because it's like he's explaining this underground network of connecting tunnels and then all of a sudden, we're there. And there's just very little time that we're able to really live with them. And it would have been nicer
0: to do that. Um, i like to say that her brother is actor Steve Harris. and Really good actor. He was great, but he was only in it for like four minutes. Yeah, he's not in it long, but he was in Friday Night Lights. Loved him in that. He's oh. not in it a lot. And justified for a little bit. And now that... Twilight Zone. Huh. Do you think they'll start having some of these actors appear again? Yes,
1: but I Maybe could Maybe down see, the line or yeah, something? I don't think it'll be anytime soon. I could anticipate that it... Oh, man, if this show continues for a while, it will be years later.
0: I'm waiting to see if CBS All Access announces... Do they announce the, the show's coming back, that they pick up shows? Or how's that work?
1: Yeah, but it's really weird because... One of the show's originals on CBS All Access is $1, and they announced after the show put all of its episodes on CBS All Access, it's done. So I wonder if they have to get all the way through Twilight Zone to determine, did we get enough views? Were enough people interested in the Twilight Zone for us to continue? That's what I'm really wondering. I do how they, they
0: factor in, like what they factor in. <sighs> yes. I, I would imagine no matter what, it's coming back for Season two.
1: So just to make sure that Twilight Zone was able to get a ton of views, I went on three different devices and watched it all the way through each episode. That's a
0: good idea. I'm going to do that with the comedian. I'm going to rack up (laughs) 80 million views. (laughs) And they're
1: like, we only had three views on the comedian on CBS All Access, and it's coming from the same IP address.
0: He's like, "This, this idiot... Thinks if he just hits refresh, it counts as like a a view, but it doesn't. Netflix says it only counts shows through a certain amount of time. You have to watch a certain amount, and you can only watch it once per, I don't know, whatever you're- On each account. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. They're fishy about what they do, so I don't know if I trust them.
1: No, Drew, you've described this as your YouTube moment, something that years down the road, people go to YouTube and they'll search- A scene that stands out the most. What do you think years later people will go and search for this episode of replaying?
0: Hmm. This one doesn't have one that stands out to me.
1: I feel like it's going to be the moment the son gets shot.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's the most tense moment, but I don't know if I want to watch somebody get shot. I'll say the intro, going back to one of my favorite things, just the whole setup. You said, leading, leading right into the narrator.
1: You said earlier that all end up saying things. You're like, "Ooh, I want to say that. I wanted to say that now.
0: That's probably the first time that's ever happened. Ooh. So anything else on this episode before we jump into Easter eggs? No, I, I liked it. and I'm really looking forward to the next episode.
1: So you'd recommend this episode replaying?
0: Yeah, do you want to rank real quick the three episodes?
1: Yeah, so ranking the new Twilight Zone episodes start. So we've got The Comedian, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, and Replay.
0: Starting from the bottom, The Comedian.
1: <laughs> it's a given.
0: Poo-poo. It's a big pile of poo-poo. Which you said, Camille said that oh, it was his dream to be This on broke my heart, Zone. yeah. And the article, Camille says, like, I don't even know if I want to, like, how to... Can I do this? It's such a legendary show. Do I want to be a part of it? But it's like my dream. And then he gets to do it, and it's a piece of crap.
1: <laughs> That's awful.
0: You know he's read stuff. It's just like, oh, I'm in the worst spot. Yeah. It's not because of him, though. And I think people are very quick to point that out. It's not his fault that that episode just sure. really sucks dookie. Well,
1: you've got the comedian at the bottom.
0: What's your number three?
1: The comedian, same.
0: Okay, number two. I'm actually going to throw a curveball. I'm going to say replays number Ooh. two. Ooh.
1: Wow. So you could see yourself watching Nightmare more than Replay.
0: Yeah, Nightmare's one because of the Replay value. And it's not so shorter. Yeah, by like two minutes. I just think that one is, uh, I hate to use the word fun, but it's a little more fun to watch.
1: And also kind of that mystery, the unraveling of Adam Scott's character.
0: And I think the unraveling of the ending is better. I yeah. think the ending is is better in that one. I think it successfully starts uh, and ends rather than this one kind of tail has a little tailspin near the end, but it has a good landing. It's that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to switch it up. I'll have the comedian and then nightmare at number two and then top will be replay just because I think with this episode, there are just so many more twilight zone esque elements that it takes us in a direction that I'm really curious. Okay, we're not going to retell stories like old Twilight Zone episodes. Although, although there is something coming up here on the Easter eggs and the similar to comparable episodes Ooh. that I have to bring up. Can I say
0: one thing real quick? Yeah. I have a prediction.
1: Oh, is what? it?
0: What do you mean? What do you? Oh, oh! I'm about? worried.
1: I'm just worried about this prediction.
0: Prediction episode. We have episode four is coming up. There's ten. Altogether. So I have a prediction that episodes four through ten are gonna be awesome. I think they're I I think they're gonna hit their stride. I think this is a great sign that they have figured it out. And these are all gonna be winners to some degree from here on out. And we're not gonna I have hope. another dud. I hope so. It's bad news for the comedian because the comedian's gonna stay in the in the uh basement <laughs> Tank. for the rest of the season, but That's my bold prediction. Well, now
1: I will go out and I don't know if this is just internet trolls, but I've seen replay is the lowest rated of the three for user views.
0: I texted you after watching and I said this, you know, this last episode is, um, and at the time (laughs) I was a little mixed on it. Huh? AV Club has a headline that says a near classic episode. I don't agree with that. That's pretty bold. Um, I think this is very – because of the nature of what it's talking about, I think this is – would be a very divisive episode. Yeah. Just because of the subject matter. I think a lot of people are going to just be like, I, I've seen this before or I'm sick of hearing about this or whatever they can think. And that's why – I mean I would tend to agree that's less trolls and more people are just – some people just don't want to watch that. Sure. They, want, they don't want to – I think maybe a lot of people don't think of the original Twilight Zones as having something to say because maybe mm. they couldn't say it so overtly. This is heavy handed and it's it's a Twilight Zone, but it's also raising issues about society. And I think a lot of people are watching Twilight Zone to escape and they don't want to watch that. I do I do think that there
1: are a lot of great things, but near classic is definitely... I wouldn't
0: even say semi-classic. <sighs>
1: We'll have to see. I mean, well, I guess, yeah,
0: we're only three in.
1: It could be a classic by the end of season one. That is how we would rank the new Twilight Zone episodes. I want to get into some of the Easter eggs. And we'll start with the Easter eggs that are relating to the older Twilight Zone episodes. Number one, the Busy Bee Diner is a reference to the Busy Bee Cafe from Nick of Time. The Johnny Depp movie? You would think so. Oh. <laughs> that's, the, uh, that's the original Twilight Zone episode starring William Shatner from 1960. And there is also another little Easter egg and nod to that episode. Uh, the devil-looking bobblehead that we see very briefly in this is in reference to a mini fortune teller that is in, uh, that's also in Nick of Time. Number two, the camera has an inscription. If you, you had to pause and look, but on the camera Nina's using, it has DLR, propeteria. It's like a French term. And that oh, inscription. The French. Yeah, so that is an inscription on another camera used in a most unusual camera. Another classic Twilight Zone episode from Serling.
0: Well, era. what's it mean? I don't know. You didn't even look it up?
1: I don't. It's, well, we're going to have to Google that it's one. It's unknown. There is also another camera reference. That is Whipple. Did you notice the Whipple brand on the camera?
0: I didn't. I really, none of these are ringing a bell. I'm really sucking on my Easter eggs. <laughs> well, so on, the,
1: on Nightmare at 30,000 feet, Whipple is... It was on the iPod. Mm-hmm. So same way with the camera. With the MP3 player. And Whipple is, once again, a a reference to Brain Center at Whipple's. Also, Tennyson College, that is a reference to Jamie Tennyson from a classic Twilight Zone episode, The Silence. Also, Old Cadwalder is a nod to Mr. Cadwalder from the original Twilight Zone, Escape Clause.
0: Ooh, good episode.
1: So tie-ins with new Twilight Zone episodes, Lasky, that's the name of the trooper in this episode, you know, we also saw Lasky Street and the comedian as Camille was walking out. There's a shot where we see Lasky Street and the plane fly over. So we get and that shot.
0: There's probably things. something else in that shot that's going to tie in. Everything. The other thing, Flight 1015. Oh, yeah. 1015 is in all these episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like they're uh, 108 from Lost. And so that's interesting. And
1: the first trailer that was released Someone said, it's all connected, which I believe was Adam Scott. And I think that in all these episodes, we'll see that number, 1015. That, in this episode replay, 1015 is Lasky's trooper car number and her license plate. Also, the experimental rocket ship crashes outside of Reno, Nevada. That is a quote on the front page of the paper in which the narrator, Jordan Peele, is reading at the very beginning of this episode.
0: I'm proud that I caught that one.
1: You caught that right before, just moments before we started recording. I believe that's going to have a tie into The Mission of Mars, the episode. Who is in
0: that episode?
1: Well, Do we know? I don't know. Right now, that's unknown.
0: What's, uh, I keep bringing up the stupid Entertainment Weekly article, but they mention that. A good chunk of these actors signed on to this, doing this show without reading a script. I love that. They were just like, oh, I want to be a part of it. So the Seth Rogen one, he did it. <laughs> and um, I can't remember who else. A lot of, a lot of these actors Probably just Kumail. wanted to be a part of it. So if, if Jordan Peele on what Twitter. You, what would you do if uh, Kumail was just like, it was the greatest script I've ever read? And then he's like, it's better than Big Sick. He said, "I actually wish I had re- written
1: it." <laughs> and it was just botched in the editing process that they were supposed to he cut it to in like, half.
0: Yeah, he goes on a war against Jordan Peele. <laughs> it's like he ruined a debt.
1: So, what if Jordan Peele tweeted you and said, "Hey, I see that you love the Twilight Zone. Will you be in an episode? You will have a major role. Oh, I won't tell me? you. Yeah, I won't tell you if it's a lead or supporting role, but it's going to be a major role." I won't send you a script, yes or no. Are you in? I would probably
0: end up having to be a racist cop. Oh. So what? I mean, I can't act, so I don't know. that This would never happen. But
1: if, if you ended up going and you found out that you were Officer Lasky, would you quit? You're like, I can't do this.
0: I would be like, I, he'd be like, I have a, the perfect role for you. You're child predator number two.
1: <laughs>
0: I didn't even get to be number one but you ended up uh, making it too a, I, a have no de- <laughs> I have no desire to act, so I would say I'd love to come check out the set and watch you guys do your thing. Maybe I'll be an extra. I don't act. Sorry, Jordan.
1: Maybe he'll come to you and say, we need you to write a new version of The Comedian, and it's the <laughs> sequel for season two.
0: It'd be seven minutes long.
1: <laughs> now let's get into older episodes. I just have two in which this resembles... So Rewind was a story from the 2000s Twilight Zone. It was released on February 5th, 2003. And that tells a story of a gambler who comes across a magical tape recorder, not camera, tape recorder, that allows him to go back in time. But there's a twist. It only allows him to go back five minutes in the past. That's as far as he can go. So he can't rewind years. And Hmm. he uses it to his advantage to... Get more money gambling
0: it's not a bad idea the, what's the, what's the the big twist the actually i
1: don't know i'm not I'm not seeing the entire episode.
0: He probably just like wins all the money and walks out and gets hit by a bus probably, or and the he, money just comes raining down
1: i'm I'm curious if he breaks that and he's like in the casino he
0: breaks it when he loses
1: and then it's on rewind and that's the time it doesn't go back five minutes it goes back the entire time oh. I don't know. Maybe. That's just my guess. The other episode is, I mentioned it earlier, a most unusual camera that was released on December 16th, 1960, and it tells the story of three crooks who get a camera that takes snapshots of the future, and they're trying to use that to their advantage.
0: I would be awful. I'm telling you, because one of my biggest, <laughs> growing up, one of my biggest dreams was to find the sports almanac from Back to the Future Part 2. Great Scott! Because that's how I would make my millions was <laughs> gambling on sports. Because I already like doing that. Yeah. And now I'm doing it knowing that I'm going to win. Like do betting on Tiger Woods to win the Masters. Are you kidding me? Just do it. Yeah. That was it. legit. It's always – I've thought about this so much. It's always one of my dreams. So I would have been at, – at one point in this episode of Replay, she sees the lotto numbers and she's like, I, if I can – uh She's talking to her son. She's like, if I can name these lotto numbers, do it correctly. You have to come see me any chance you get. That's what she uses it for. I would have been a deviant, and I would be. <laughs> I would have had. I would be sleeping on a, a cash mattress. I would have too.
1: And. The thing that would have messed it all up, I would have rewound long before we even went into town because you'd have to buy the ticket-
0: You would already have to have like it. Like
1: a day in advance.
0: Why are they doing a lottery thing in the middle of the day, by the way? That makes no sense. Broad daylight. And like she's like 4.30 in the afternoon <laughs> she's, and
1: the going on. That's the other thing. She wants to rest and it looks like it's at high noon, basically.
0: Yeah, I didn't get that either. But it's- We're starting to really break this episode apart. This is not good.
1: I know. It's, now it's- It's worse not,
0: not good part. on- Replay, <laughs>
1: <laughs> rewatchability is a little low.
0: What is the rewatchability on this episode?
1: Honestly, I'd say high for myself. i will say moderately high. I, I, I think Nightmare has the highest though. I want to watch
0: Nightmare race. again.
1: I'm serious. The last time we recorded, I, I went home and I did that, and I may
0: do that again. I might be inspired to to go full Adam Scott on the next plane ride. <laughs> And just, just act like I found an MP3 player and I'm freaking out. And then
1: you have the person sitting next to you listen to it and like, this is Quality Check Podcast.
0: It'd be hilarious to record a message <laughs> and then go, oh, I found this MP3 player. It says we're going to crash. And they're like, sir, that's your voice.
1: <laughs> I'm like, no, stop. If, if you ever want me to do that, just let me know and I'll record and that's, send yeah, it to you I and need I'll post somebody it. Somebody else to do it. And, and then that way you'll be able to listen to that while you're waiting to board the flight. Done. What
0: if before every new episode of Twilight Zone, you had to rewatch the comedian? Every so you had time. every week you're having to rewatch it.
1: It's like a an hour long pre roll that you had to sit through and you couldn't skip.
0: That would be my version of hell.
1: <laughs> Purgatory, baby. That's actually going to be one episode of the Twilight
0: Zone. The final episode is that happening to it's them? Them making Jordan Peele rewatch comedian, and, and he's just like, stop it. <laughs> Get me out of here! He's like, man,
1: I really wanted to rewrite the intro to that, but whatever, it's done. Well, fans, that is going to do it for this episode of Quality Check.
0: It was a bumpy episode, but we made it through.
1: It was a little rough, but at least we survived. We're not going to be beaten up like the passengers on Flight 1015.
0: No one knows this at home, but we literally stopped very early on in this episode, and we're like, we... We have to get this going. And
1: we also rewound and then we just hit record because we felt like, like, all right, we have to
0: pull a Nina at this point. I think it's funny. We did the rewind gag just as a gag and, and we actually hilarious. needed to rewind and like start over because it was so bad. That's what messed us up.
1: So there's a contest and you should probably stop what you're doing. Go to Twitter and follow us if you're get, not already.
0: Get on Twitter and follow us. And what's, what blows my mind Because we're offering this contest. And we're saying, hey, follow us on Twitter. It's at qualitycheckpod. You just follow us. That's all. And as soon as we get, we're starting low, people. As soon as we get to 200 followers, we're going to post something. And you just respond and you can win a Fandango gift card. It's having the reverse effect. We're losing people.
1: That's sad. It's almost like the comedian. We're living in the
0: twilight zone. (laughs) We've actually gotten a few more. So tell your friends. I don't know what, I mean, we're starting at 200. What do we got to do? Drop it down to 50?
1: I think we need to go to 55.
0: Um, Actually, what if we did ten fifteen? We pump it off. Good grief. (laughs) (laughs) We might actually lower it because right now we're not having any luck. And we want to help you guys go see movies because we like seeing movies. Mm. We want to pay for you. We want you to enjoy it too. But right now it's 200 followers. We need you guys to follow us because sometimes we post funny stuff. And that gets you a Fandango gift card. Yeah, and you can go see movies. By the way, if you follow us on Twitter, you can keep up to date on the summer movie fantasy game. Daniel and I we we drafted six movies. Right now, only one of those movies is <laughs> debuted in theaters, and and right now I am winning one hundred and sixty three one hundred and sixty. What? <laughs> hundred and sixty three million dollars to zero because I have us. I'm figuring it'll probably settle in around one eighty five is my guess. And then what's the next movie coming out that one of us has drafted? Detective Pikachu is in yep. a couple weeks. So, um we'll f- kind of see how we're stacking up because right now you have all six movies.
1: We're getting into that. We're inching closer to that summer movie season. And are you excited for that, this, this summer
0: movie season? This is crazy. They put movies on pre-order, you know, advanced tickets. And I love it. We got our Avengers tickets for opening night. And there's a lot of stuff up right now, like Detective Pikachu and all these movies that are coming out that the advanced tickets are up for. And I have no interest. And I was just thinking before we started recording, that's a bad sign that I'm like, I don't care if I see that on opening night. I'll, yeah. go, I'll go whenever. Now, I do want to see Detective Pikachu. I just don't need to rush out and see it Thursday night.
1: That's interesting because I picked that on my summer movie list. and I would have. I'm not rushing to see it. I'm serious. It I sounds ag- crazy I agree, because but everyone's I, I loving wanted, it.
0: I wanted to pick that too because I think it looks funny. But, yeah, I don't think we're off to a good start. It's, There's not a lot in May because we, yeah. we do pop culture pick I don't have a movie for May. I have music.
1: It's looking a little rough for me too coming up.
0: Also. Not to plug anymore, we're, we're going to be doing our May pop culture pick soon. If you want us to read yours, tweet at us. Let us know. It's not hard. And Twitter. we'll read it. We'll at read it on the podcast. quality check pod. Yeah, we already have somebody that submitted something. We're going to read it. We're going to read what you guys want. We this are. is a cry for help. <laughs> 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 and, I, and we're laughing about it, but we're seriously about ready to lose our uh, jobs here. We're, tro- we're, 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 we're basically the community of um, Studio DNA where, like, they were on NBC for, like, five seasons, but it was rough. <laughs> we're going to get yanked. I, they're knocking on the door right now about ready to – that's either – who is it? That could be off, Officer Larsky or whatever his name is.
1: Larsky's come for we us. We might need to scoot. So, in that case, we got to wrap
0: this up. Anyway, Twitter, at QualityCheckPod. Instagram quality check podcast i don't have we even done anything on instagram yeah it's been a little while it's been a while and then you can always email we get emails all the time at quality at gmail.com we get them all the time and we usually respond so if you have a something you want to say then say it just get it over with and don't forget to rate and subscribe to us that way you know when a new
1: episode of quality check goes into your podcast so long as we don't get pulled <laughs> it's over baby Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.